0: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show hosted by Elliot Sure
2: is going on, everybody? Today is Saturday, April 8th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself, and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button, as it not only helps the show grow, but you could also hit that auto-download button, you get the episodes faster, you could leave a five-star review, which we all know I love to read, and like I said, one day I will do a pod talking about the five-star reviews, so those are all the ways you can help the show grow, and I would very much appreciate it. Today, I want to talk about the The quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft. Um, I did a top 10 draft, a top 10 mock draft uh, on yesterday's pod, and I talked a little bit about the quarterbacks. Obviously, I had four of them going in the top 10, so I gave some of my opinions on them. But I wanted to dive deeper into the quarterback class this year, give you my opinion on each, give you some perspective from my experiences of what I think are important qualities for a quarterback If you're listening to this, you probably have a favorite team that needs a quarterback. Um, And if you've been listening, you know that I'm someone that covers the Philadelphia Eagles. And they are a team that has always really valued the position. They draft guys really highly. They've hit. They miss. They currently have Jalen Hurts. So I've seen a lot of different quarterbacks come through uh, the Eagles practice facility. And I like to think I've learned what works as a quarterback, what qualities you need, what qualities people can improve on. And what qualities are really just kind of a a non-starter? So let's first look at each of the quarterbacks. And when we go through them, I'll kind of give you my perspective on what I think is fixable, what I love about certain quarterbacks, what I don't, and who I think can be franchise guys. So I'll be completely honest. When I started really diving into these quarterbacks, I didn't think I would come out thinking that there was a true franchise guy. Um, Just peripherally, again, because covering the Eagles – Uh, you know, I don't, they're not going to draft one, so I don't have to dive deep into them, but I was surprised that when I was done and I knew I liked them, but I didn't know how much I thought CJ Stroud to me can be a franchise quarterback. Um, I really like Justin Fields. I last year, he was my top quarterback in the draft. I like CJ Stroud way better than I like Justin Fields. Uh, I think CJ Stroud is so good that, you know, and I'll say this in the safe space of the NFL pod, like if I were the Eagles and you could get four first round picks for Jalen hurts or you know three first round picks and you didn't have to pay them i think CJ Stroud can be just unbelievable at the next level um and why is that so the first thing i'll say is one thing i've learned from covering Jalen hurts you know previously covering Carson Wentz, and i know they're just two people and i know that you know it doesn't it's not an end-all be-all but man there is such a difference in a quarterback that went to a big time program and a quarterback that did not right? Like let's take Will Levis out of Kentucky. Kentucky's bigger than North Dakota State where Carson went, but it's not Ohio State. It's not Alabama. CJ Stroud comes to the NFL as a professional quarterback. Like that guy was a franchise quarterback at Ohio State. And you even see this with some of the other players like Devontae Smith played at Alabama. He's, he was a pro from the second he walked in that door, right? So as much as Jalen Hurts' personality is really, um, is really like part of the reasons he's he's successful. and I think he would be that no matter what because of his upbringing and who he is. Going to Alabama and then Oklahoma like got him ready for the NFL. And when I look at CJ Stroud, I see a quarterback ready to be the number one pick ready to take that on his shoulders ready to be a leader look at the talent he was with at Ohio State it helped his game sure but he also had to manage it he also had to like be around those guys he had to be the leader in the locker room he had to be the leader in the huddle when you have like five receivers that are going to be first round picks and talent all over the field and 80,000 people in the stands and playing Michigan and playing in college you know playoff games like that dude is ready And I think that that's a big part of of why I think C.J. Stroud will be successful. And I I think Brace Young has that too. But the difference to me and why I think C.J. Stroud is the number one quarterback in the draft is, man, that dude can throw the football. And I'm not talking about it a pro day, 85 yards where everybody's like, wow, what a throw, even though the same quarterbacks make the same throw every single year at pro days. C.J. Stroud is accurate. And I, you know, again, I read every scouting report. I watch all the top quarterbacks uh, coming out every year. You don't often read like such glowing reviews of accuracy, like you did about CJ, like you do about CJ Shroud. Elite, elite accuracy. Mm -hmm. Pro Football Focus said that twenty-seven percent of his passes, like not a small number, are perfectly placed. Like not just completions or, or anything like that. Like perfectly placed passes, almost a third of the time. You know, more like a fourth of the time. But let me cook. Kind of a third of the time, perfectly placed. So I think CJ Shroud. Um, you know, comes into the NFL, he can make all the throws, he has the arm strength, but like where you put the ball is so important. It's just so important. Like if you follow a team that runs a lot of crossing pattern, like, you know, crosses over the middle, right? So much of that play being successful is where the receiver catches the ball. If the receiver has to reach behind him, his yards after the catch goes down. If the receiver is stretching up, the yards after the catch go down, you hit him in stride, And he's able to keep going, right? And that's what I think CJ Stroud can do. Um, Because I think you would look at the receivers around him and go, well, of course he has a high completion percentage. Look who he's throwing to. But that's not it. He's hitting them in the perfect place. And if you look at the throws he made, they're not easy throws. These aren't perfectly placed checkdowns. He averaged 9.4 yards per attempt, the most of all the top quarterbacks in the draft. So he can throw it deep. He can put touch on the passes. He isn't like you know, electric, electric as a runner. Now we'll move to that part of his game. So as a passer and as a leader, he checks every single box. He can win from the pocket right away. He can carry the responsibility of being a franchise quarterback. Like I think CJ Stroud checks the two biggest boxes. But I also think the more that I cover the league and the more you watch where it's going, you have to be a plus in the running game. The best case is you're electric as a runner. Like you're Jalen Hurts, you're Lamar Jackson, you're Josh Allen. Like you are somebody that the other team fears as a runner. I don't think C.J. Stroud is that. But I do think he's a plus in the running game, and he can definitely do RPO stuff. You saw him do it at Ohio State, and that's the most important thing. Like, on an RPO play, does the opposing defensive lineman have to worry about you? Does he have to worry about you carrying that ball? And I think you do with C.J. Stroud. So, that he he is good enough as a runner. And then to kind of cap it all off, he's done it in big-time games. Like, the NFL, there's so much pressure. There's big-time moments. I mean, look, if he goes number one to Carolina to small markets. But but ultimately, if they make the playoffs, all those things, I think C.J. Stroud, the fact that he's done it in big-time games against the best competition, against the best defense in Georgia, like that matters. That matters so much. So he's a big, mobile, accurate passer from a big-time school. No-brainer. For me, I think C.J. Stroud is far and away the best quarterback in this year's draft class. Number two for me is Will Levis out of Kentucky. So I debated back and forth and I do think that like you could this is where you can kind of start in my opinion to to move guys around like I think CJ Stroud is definitely number one but you know the Anthony Richardson guys I wouldn't put him at number two we'll talk about him in a minute but I wouldn't absolutely hate it I just think for me Will Levis is number two so why 6'3 231 pounds like Big size in the pocket. Absolute cannon for an arm. Um, Maybe has the strongest arm in the draft. Like, Anthony Richardson has a strong arm. And I'll get into it more when we talk about him. But, like, he is extremely inaccurate. So, while he has a strong arm, he doesn't really know what to do with it yet. Like, Will Levis is an accurate enough passer for his strong arm. Now, he does need to improve on it. Like, the issues that you see with his accuracy are footwork issues. And I think that will help when he gets, if he gets to a place with good coaching, like if he ends up in Indianapolis with Shane Steichen, I think there's a chance Will Levis could one day be the best quarterback in the draft. Again, love CJ Stroud, but I think Will Levis has that type of potential. So I look at the footwork issues as something he'll have to work on, but if he does, I think he'll be really good. Like he had a terrible surrounding cast at Kentucky still completed 65% of his passes for what it's worth. Like it wasn't, you know, a horrendous pa- a completion percentage for the concerns about his accuracy. Um, but he's big. He stands in the pocket. He takes hits. Pressure doesn't get to him. Like, you know, you see on, on the YouTube where he is standing in the pocket, gets hit, still delivers a throw that is accurate enough or really accurate, but like he's not afraid to take a hit in the pocket. And I think that really, really matters from a quarterback perspective. Like I saw Carson in Philadelphia. Once he got injured, he's he's a wreck in the pocket. He's afraid of getting hurt. He's drifting. He's moving. Like, his feet are a mess. When you have to work on accuracy from a footwork perspective, you have to not be afraid of taking hits. And I think Will Levis checks that box uh, in a major way. So, as a passer, I think he has major upside. Did go to a small school. Like, he doesn't have the spotlight on him that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, and really, to an extent, Anthony Richardson, have had. So, that's a bit of a concern. This is one where... You gotta really like the person. You have to feel like he's ready to work and he can handle the, the moment. Now, the good news, if he goes to Indy, like all these teams up front, um, Carolina, Houston, Indy, like they're small market teams. But still, you want to know if he's ready to be a franchise guy. So as a passer, I, I like him. As a runner, I think he reminds me a little more, like a little more of Josh Allen, just in the way that he just kind of like runs over people he's not electric he's not you know in the open field juking people he's just kind of just good enough like CJ Stroud is a plus in the running game Will Levis is like if it was a test you know like a C plus like he's like right there as a plus so I think you could do RPO stuff for him but I don't think it's going to be it's the the defender's not going to fear him getting it in the same way because I think even with open space from what I saw he's just a not as like fluid in the open space as as other quarterbacks are. So don't really like him as a runner, which is a negative for him. But I think his size, his arm uh, and his upside to me, like he would be the number two guy if I had to tie my franchise to somebody.
1: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
2: Number three is Bryce Young. And I almost had him too. I kind of went back and forth, but I ultimately put him behind Will Levis. And I hate to be this guy, but the size just like it is something. It it doesn't have to be everything, but it is something. He's six foot, 194 pounds. Like you're talking about 40, 50 pounds lighter than other quarterbacks. You're talking about opposing, you know, it's not a stretch to say there could be opposing defensive tackles that like might weigh almost twice as much as him. And the reason I think that's an issue is because where Bryce Young was at his best at college was improvising. Like, and that is a great skill to have. I don't want to diminish it as it like some type of niche talent, a lot of plays in the NFL break off and are like broken plays, about 50% of them, right? And when that happens, you have to have a quarterback that doesn't panic and they can make moves on the fly. Like, I don't know if Will Levis can do that, right? I know Will, Le- Will Levis isn't afraid to sit in the pocket and take a hit, but I don't know, you know, like, I, he's not as good as Bryce Young is when the play breaks down. So that's what I like about Bryce. He is a playmaker. He makes things happen when the play breaks down. He doesn't panic when you know everything's kind of chaotic around him. And in the NFL, you're going to feel chaotic around you. So I do think that's a really good quality. He's a great off-script quarterback, which is a huge skill to have. My question is, can he sit in the pocket and win? Like those other 50% of the times. Is he big enough and is his arm good enough? I think his arm's good, but I don't think it's as good as uh, CJ Shroud's or Will Levis's. I just don't. I think his arm... Is good enough. Like he can throw a deep pass. Like all. Like I just don't know if he can sit back and go thirty-five of forty-seven and you know do that. And I I think it's changing in the NFL. Like you have to have running ability. But I think C.J. Stroud is just way, way, way more ready to win from the pocket than uh, than Bryce Young is. So you can do the RPO stuff with him. But ultimately, if his game is going to be running around and making stuff on the fly and all that. I mean he's gonna get hurt. And I know quarterbacks get hurt and you can't completely, you know, knock a guy for that because big quarterbacks get hurt too, non-mobile quarterbacks, like you know, the biggest quarterbacks in the league get hurt. But when you're 194 pounds and it's hard to put on muscle and he's basically been at a pro program, it's not like he's coming from a division three school. Like I'm sure he's tried to put on weight at Alabama and they've done everything they can, and he hasn't done it. So I hate to be the measurable guy over production guy because because Bryce Young does check the box of did it at Alabama, did it at a major school, but he's just, he's he, he doesn't check the, the, the size box for me. He doesn't. And so for that reason, I would put him third. Uh, number four, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. So I see why people like him. You know, if you took a ball of clay and you molded it and you came up with a quarterback, I think it might look more like Anthony Richardson than CJ Stroud, just physically and you know, from a just like athlete perspective, right? He, I see the upside. I see why he came out uh and is in this year's class. Like a team is going to take a chance on him. My only concern is: I talk so much with CJ Stroud about why accuracy is so important. Anthony Richardson does not just have to develop as a passer, like there's a chance he might just not be good enough as an NFL passer. So corner pro football focus, 28% of his passes, like weren't just incomplete. They were uncatchable. 28% of his passes, like one out of every, you know, three, whatever, three and a half were uncatchable. Like that's uh, incredibly alarming. So coming into the NFL, you have a ton to work with. And then you look at his completion percentage, 53% last year. And in the fifties, every year he was there. And with CJ Stroud, when we were talking about the accuracy, it was, well, maybe he's making so many good throws because he only, you know, he's only making short throws. But CJ Stroud averaged 9.4 yards per attempt. Anthony Richardson had the lowest yards per attempt among the top four quarterbacks here. I think it was like in the sixes or something like that. Like he did not throw it deep. Now, the positive is he's the rawest of all four of them, only 455 dropbacks in his career didn't play in a great place in Florida. Like, I think that Anthony Richardson is like a fourth-round prospect in in the terms of what you look for early in the draft. If Anthony Richardson was, you know, like a receiver or something like that, he wouldn't go this high. But teams need quarterbacks, and teams are terrified of missing out on the next one. If... I, if you know, if like I had to discuss these quarterbacks like in depth and decide which one a team should take, like if you're listening to this and you're a Colts fan, uh, a Falcons fan, you know, like uh, the teams that aren't the top two, I would advise against taking Anthony Richardson. I think he is not going to, I just don't know if he can be a good enough passer. Like as a runner, he's great, but his passing issues aren't just bad. Like they're alarmingly bad. So I just, it would be a worry to me how much work has to happen in the NFL. You just don't get that much time. You don't like, he's not going to be able to sit for two years. It doesn't happen. I know it happened with Jordan Love, but outside of that, these guys always play year one. There's pressure on them. They, you know, the quarterbacks ahead of them are journeymen. Like, so I think Anthony, Anthony Richardson, if in three years I'm wrong, maybe he's the best quarterback in the draft. Cause he develops as a passer and he has a strong arm and he's an electric runner and he does all these things. But it's not just accuracy issues. Like he might have to be rebuilt from the floor up as a thrower. And that's really, really hard to do. I saw Jalen Hurts go from year one to year two and really improve. That is not something I'm banking my franchise on. The Jalen Hurts improvement is an anomaly. The Josh Allen improvement is an anomaly. Those things are noteworthy and memorable because they're rare. Like for all, for every two of those guys, there's tons of guys that come to the NFL unable to throw the ball. And they just... They never learn. Like, and it's hard. So it's not like a knock on Anthony Richardson, but that would be my concern. So Anthony Richardson to me is not worthy of a top ten pick. I would not be. I would not tie my franchise to him. Like, if he could go to a place like Kansas City, and you know, get drafted in the back of the first round and have like elite coaching around him, yeah, he could be a great player. But the franchises at the top are not well run franchises by almost definition by the fact that they're in the top ten, and I like. Coaches have to trust themselves, but I'd be really worried about that. So that is my Anthony Richardson take. I'd be worried to draft him. I like the other three considerably better. So of the main four guys, I like CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson. So thank you so much, everyone, to listen. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.